Look at them. Look at baby, yeah. A Pulp MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things motocentric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to a new week. Welcome to a new episode. Thank you for downloading this thing. We appreciate it over here. I am your host, Chris Kiefer, and this is the RockyMountainATVMC.com. Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by Fly Like an Eagle into the sea. Fly Racing and Race Tech. That is right. RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and street bikes. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three-day shipping over 75 bucks. It's so damn easy why you guys should go visit RockyMountainATVMC.com. But first, go to KieferInkTesting.com and click on the RMATVMC widget. Then do your shopping. What that does, that helps us on the back end, gets us a little bit of money at the end of the year, lets Rocky Mountain know you like this show. They keep you know, sponsoring this show and keeps this sucker up and moving. And eventually, hopefully... We will get a discount code for you. So thank you for you guys out there that have been doing that. I've been checking up on that, and you guys have been purchasing parts. So I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. And Heather does as well. Heather appreciates it too. Don't forget Fly Racing, flyracing.com, summertime, kinetic mesh. It's available. Go visit their website. It's available over at Rocky Mountain. They got other stuff too. You guys are into BMX. They got that. Snowmobile. I don't think there's much snow anywhere right now, but if there is, they got that too. And of course, casual wear. I got Heather some cute shirts. She approves. She's a pain in my ass when it comes to shirts and, you know, women wear. So she actually liked the stuff that I got her. So flyracing.com has that stuff. Go visit them. And last but not least, Racetech. Racetech.com. You want to get your suspension plush, not bottom. The guy with me in studio right now doesn't have race tech suspension, but he should because he would go a lot faster. So if you guys want to go faster, go get your suspension oil, fluid change, your seals, your bushings. David. David. I'm right here. Yep. Listening to this? I'm listening. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Racetech.com. You guys have any questions? You want a discount code to Racetech? Chris at KieferInkTesting.com. And I will get one for you. I'll set you up in the right direction, get you in contact with Chris Riesenberg over there. He is the man, the myth, the legend. He actually was just in Iowa for the Justin Brayton race. They had a good time over there. Chris is back up and riding, so stoked to, to hear that. But go visit Racetech. You know who won Racetech on Racetech, Dave? Who's that? Mike Alessi, Fight Club. Mm. That's right. Can you can you believe? First of all, this is David Martinez. This is my buddy. He's a vet rider. He's forty six. Just turned forty six. Yes. He's a fireman. You know, he's an American hero. 
saving lives. <laughs> no. He's a no. pretty mellow dude. I've known David a long time. We've uh, went to the clubs together back in the day when we wore Velveeta uh, pants, yes. Creeper shoes, uh, Cavaricis. Were you in the Cavaricis? Yep. Did the LBZ shirts? Yep. yep. The collared shirts? Oh, yeah. It's funny because we'll be driving in the in the van after we ride, and my son's in the back seat, and he'll hear the stories of me and David talking about what we did back in the day to pick up chicks at the club, and Aiden asked a lot of questions. Yeah. Well, what did you do? How? What? I'm like, oh, boy. Aiden's creeping around. We try to keep it to a minimum. That way he doesn't – we don't give too much away. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, we don't <laughs> want that. So it's my buddy David Martinez. This show is all about – a KTM 350 SXF that Chad over at XPR built. I'm going to rip you down some parts list, things that he did. But before we get involved in this whole thing here, I really want to actually give kudos to you guys out there for continuing to purchase parts, ride your dirt bikes. Man, I see a crap ton of people outdoors right now, especially with this COVID thing going on. It's amazing to me how many people are outside riding dirt bikes, UTVs, ATVs. To me, I love it. It's really nice. You got to stop moving around. Sorry. You got to stop moving around. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Jesus. But uh, it's cool to see, man. I leave my de- I leave the house in the desert, you know, quite a bit and I drive down the hill, what we call down the hill to uh go test, go ride at these tracks and there is a shit ton of bikes and UTVs out there, which is very cool to see. So thank you guys for getting off your ass and not fully quarantining and getting outside and enjoying yourselves. So that helps our industry, helps me test, you know, keeps me involved as well because if I don't have parts to test, I, I nothing happens. So I know racing's starting up again. How do you feel about that, Dave? I'm excited. I'm ready. Yeah, it's been kind of weird not having racing around and. Well, something to look forward to in the weekend because, like Supercross, okay, Saturday night you get your, you know, your uh, all your friends together and you see yeah. what's. Do you do it at the firehouse? Do you guys watch it at the firehouse? Uh, some of the guys do. We watch it. We always watch it at the firehouse. Yes, oh, you but do? we do. Uh, I do the thing where you know where you uh, you pick your picks for the week. Oh, fantasy! I do fantasy, mm-hmm. and uh, I got some guys. We who do you go through Rocky Mountain fantasy? Uh, no, that's the uh, Hope. No, it's Rocky Mountain. Excuse me, okay. it is Rocky Mountain. All right, Rocky Mountain fan. Thank um, you. And we have a good time doing that, and uh, it's you know your picks go from week to week because, right. but this this year, every all the riders are good. You don't know who's going to win, so it's like who's been, your pick for the title? Not to get this on a race um, podcast. But. Till Max going to take it? Yeah, you think about it. Hard to be. I think we talked the other day. It's in Salt Lake City, I think. Elevation, elevation near his home. It's tailor made for him. It is, man. It's like it's going to be hard to beat Tomac. So <sighs> yeah, he uh, he's going to have to be there for three weeks, but it's not that far from his house. All these riders have to stay in a certain area in Utah, right? So uh, I think this is actually really good for Tomac. Yeah. And hopefully no one puts an asterisk by his name on this title, even though we're going to run a full season. Uh, I feel like this is his to lose. Yeah, I agree with uh, you. Roxon will be there as well, but we'll see how Kenny does, especially now that uh, you know two, two races in a week. We'll see how his fitness holds up and see if he gets burned out and he's at elevation. So It's all seven rounds in three weeks? So three weeks, Sundays and Wednesdays are the races. Oh, okay. So NBC Sports, and if you have the gold package, you can do that. Oh, so, nice. Okay. Anyway, David, my buddy, is in the studio. I had another guy planned to do this, uh, but he couldn't make it. I really wanted a vet type of rider. Guys that ride 450s a lot, I wanted to get involved in this test. 
what sparked this test for me? So as you guys browse around my website or on Pulps or whatever, there's not a whole hell of a lot of 350 content, right? So last week I was doing stuff on a Sherco and Jay Clark had a 350 that he wanted me to try for some suspension testing. And I'm like, sure, no problem. So I went out to uh, Glen Helen and tried it. And it really sparked my interest about this bike. I mean, I've ridden them before, but there's always this great debate of why do I want a 350? Why don't I just get a, a 450? Or why don't I just get a 250? It feels like a 250. So I really wanted to break a 350 down, who it's for, what you got to do to make it feel like a 450, and what you got to do to make it feel like a 250. It's, it's to me, kind of like the best of both worlds. And I'm going to dive into a little bit of why I would purchase one myself and why i wouldn't and i would like you to do that as well yep so you have had what zero experience on a 350 none, none. I, I rode joey loft's bike okay his two years ago right. i mean i actually have 450 and that's all i've ever ridden so today was all, basically all new right so chad at, uh over at xpr you guys know him from this podcast he has done many things with me like I've said many times on this show, there's about two guys in Southern California that I trust. One of them is Chad as far as engine building and Jamie from Twisted Development. Chad at XPR does really good work. He's very meticulous. He's Canadian, which makes him nice by nature. He does like hugs. I approve of that. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, I saw his wife. Didn't even think beautiful. So he's basement material, which makes me like him more. Okay. Right? Yeah. So uh, does really good work, does all the MCR, Bullfrog Spas, Honda team. The Hondas are insane. If you guys watch the RacerX video over there on racerxonline.com, he did that Honda. Really fun to ride. You actually rode that bike. I did, yes. Yeah, and that was a really good machine. I liked it, yes. So he put together a customer's bike for me to ride to try. David Lewis, he's a, we just met him today. It's his bike. I rode his bike. He rides GNCC, more off-road stuff, mm -hmm. but I'm like, man, the way Chad described this bike, it made me want to, to test it, ride it, give some feedback, and give some information out to these people that listen to this podcast of why it's good to ride a 350, why it's a little bit safer than a 450. So we rode today. I had Dave ride. I rode. Actually, we had a lot of guys ride this bike, not yeah. just you and me, but yeah. um, it <laughs> it's basically for me it's really it, the track to rewrote let me let me paint this picture the track rewrote at wasn't a uh, full-on like Glen helen mm -hmm. it wasn't fast so it was tight it was ruddy uh had some jumps but there was some open areas where you can get on it and stretch its legs so to me it's a good test for this bike to see how it is now i'm not going to sit here and talk about suspension because david's bike was set up for gncc so yes it was a little soft but I'm basically here to talk to you guys about what this bike is like to ride and where it might fit for your lifestyle if you're interested in purchasing purchasing a machine. Um, you're a every year to every two year buyer. Yes, typically yes. And you've bought Yamaha 450s the last two two three times. Yes, like last two last uh, two times. Yes, two times. Yes. Okay, so he has. He was the best guy for me to have a non-biased decision. So uh, the parts list goes like this. So I have the rundown here. So, yes, <laughs> there is some work done to this. I will explain to you guys a little bit of what I rode before this. 
But it has a Vortex ECU. You guys know I have a hard-on for that thing. That thing is makes at least the KTM a whole different machine. You have a Vortex on your Yamaha. Yes. You like that a lot. Yes. Uh, custom mapping from Chad. It has porting, copper valve seats, a recluse clutch, and a slave cylinder, uh, a Kropovich pipe, and a couple few little engine coatings inside. So there's not a lot done. It has stock cams. It has stock piston. And the the head work itself is basically what he dove into to try to make this thing really good. Now, the customer, he wanted a little bit more power, more meat to get him through the woods. Uh, he wanted to be able to have a little bit of lug ability so he could be lazy. He didn't want to have to rev his bike all the hell all the time in, in the woods. So as you're riding for three hours, right, you're going to tire yourself out. But he wanted that lightweight feel. Mm -hmm. The 350 makes sense. Now, on paper... You don't know this, but between the 350 and the 450, there's only one pound. It's basically one to two pounds difference between the two. That's it. I didn't know that. So The 450 weighs a pound more than the 350? Yes. Hmm. But where we're feeling the weight is in the crank, the inertia, all of that, because you're dealing with a lighter, not as big okay. CCs, right, as, as a 450. So basically when I rode this thing right now today – I couldn't believe how much fun it is to ride a 350. I will say this. I had my KTM 450 SXF that has an ignition and fuel and muffler, and I wanted to ride that back-to-back -to, -back to the 350 and really hone in on what I feel like were the positive and negatives of each bike. So the 350 started out first, got on the bike, rode it. To me, overall torque feeling is so much better than a stock one, which I rode last week, you have to really rev a stock 350 engine. This thing, you can ride it more like a 450. I can use third gear in corners, and we'll get to you in a second, but I can use third gear in corners and kind of lug it and get a little bit of that 450 feel, yet the side-to-side -side lean angle and when I come into the corner, which I call area one, that first tip in, way lighter. Those are the first things I noticed right away. And then once I started putting some laps together, we did some photos and doing these things, the pulling power from corner to corner was better than my 450. Now, what do I mean by better? I mean by better as in RPM response is a little bit more crisp. It hits a little bit harder. And then to me, second gear pulling power, I have more um excitement to get me from point a to point b in a hurry now do i have the top end no but the thing keeps pulling i think you mentioned that earlier when you came in as yes well. i did mm -hmm. um so for me right away i was really impressed then i went out and got on my 450 did that and i was like huh this 450 feels like a fucking toad <laughs> and the ktm is a light bike like that's why i ride that bike on in the 450 world is because it feels so damn light. The lean angle wasn't as light as a 350. Getting out of the corner wasn't as exciting or wasn't as light feeling, but it did feel a little bit more planted to me because I have better suspension. And I don't know, obviously it's not the weight on paper because it's not that much heavier. It just felt a little bit more planted. There is <clears throat> a lot to be said about this 350 and how much fun it is, but... You're the vet guy. 
I'm a vet guy. You never rode one. No. So give us your experience, the play-by-play. <clears throat> well, I got on, I rode my bike first, my Yamaha 450. Right. Did a moto on that. Came back in, took out the 350, and it was, inst- for me, comfortable to ride. It was right. nothing that was like, ah, didn't feel weird. I, the the rear brake was, I told you before, it was a little bit off. It just real low for me, so it was kind of a little odd, but took me about two few laps, and I did a moto on it. And the bike was super fun. It right. was easy to ride. It, my bike feels like a tank compared to this thing. Right. Um, the power, I never, I'd go into corners, come out, and I tried lugging third gear. Uh-huh. I tried second gear, and third gear would lug a little bit, but it would still pull, and it never stopped pulling. Right. Um, tor- it was torquey. I like that. My f- Yamaha was a little more torquey off the bottom, but it's a 450 bigger displacement, so you're not going to change that, but... It was still good enough to where I really enjoyed it. Coming to corners, you always say I look better on a KTM than I do my Yamaha because right. KTMs turn better than Yamahas yeah, anyway. Let me, let me stop you there. So Dave, he rides good. Dave's a good rider, but technique in corners isn't always the best, right? No, right. I work on it. And I try to preach this in this podcast and in my articles. is like guys that may be your speed. And I, I pitched this to you on the way down the hill, and you listen to this, right? Yes. I go, look. You're not at the level where you need a whole hell of a lot of stability. Mm-hmm. You're not pushing that envelope, mm-hmm. the bike, the chassis, and really needing that stability. Guys like you and that need some help in the technique area through corners could use a more um, – it could use a bike that corners a little bit better, maybe not as stable, can cut in, and really could help you dive into corners. Right. So, to me, a KTM is a little blend of both. It has good stability, but yet feels light. And I think you're benefiting from that 350 and how light it feels. Yes. So, I'm sorry. My technique, the motor, and we're not talking about suspension, but suspension was good for me. Right. It felt good. I felt comfortable. I didn't want to make any changes on it. Um, It felt better than my suspension on my Yamaha. I felt a little bit stiffer. But the motor itself was great. Um, The bike felt good. I Within ten minutes, I was already smiling. I felt great on the bike, and what what makes it more exciting for you versus your bike? It's just easier to lighter. Uh-huh. It just felt smaller than my bike, mm-hmm. and easier to ride all the way around. Right in the corners, out of the corners, on the straightaways, it would pull to where it never shut off. I couldn't open it all the way open because the track was a little bit tighter. Right, you know? but uh, it never dove off on the end of the power curve. That's what I'm saying. Like it revs so it far. revved. It revs and similar to like a 250. Yes, I don't but remember. I don't ridden a 250. Yeah, ridden 250 in a long time. But um, it was a fun bike. To, it was just overall fun ride. The power was there. I had. I tried third gear. I tried second gear. I could lug it and still get where I wanted to go. Uh, my corner speed is nowhere near yours. So I come into corners and try to get set up for the corner. And today there were some pros there that would make the corners real notchy. Yeah, sharp. So I'd come in the corner on my bike and get kind of. Um, feet off the pegs and kind of uh, a little bit squirrely. Right. Where this bike, I didn't really have that problem. Um, and that's only after like 10 minutes. Right. So, and then the jumps, no yeah, problem. Yeah, no problem. First lap. I mean, the power is there. It was just really easy. It was fun to ride. So some of you guys out there wondering, hey, do I have enough power, Kiefer? Look, if you're at a level like Dave, you already know. You're at a track, you know what you're going to jump and you know what you're not going to jump. Mm-hmm. If you're questioning something, you're not at a level being like, oh, man, I don't got enough power for this. That's bullshit. 
you have enough power on a 350, and you as a vet guy already know what you're going to do because you've looked at it, you felt it, you're like, okay, I got this. If there's something that are like, ooh, dude, that's going to be sketchy, I'm going to really have to try, chances are you're not going to do it because you got to get up and <laughs> right. go to work. Yes. You know, I have to force you at times to jump some shit. Yes. So I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Get up, get your head out of your ass. That's that's easy. And then you do it and it's fine. Yeah. The 350 is capable of that because it has a lot of torque feeling. Yes. 100%. What I do want to mention and and I wanted to break some differences down for you guys wondering what what the difference in feeling is. So between my KTM 450 and this KTM 350 is lightweight free feeling engine when i go accelerate on the track on my 450 it's chuggy it it feels like really long and linear and heavy in the engine and that's the lightest feeling 450 engine in the class and then you have the 350 a little bit more spunk uh a little bit more uh higher rpm range and it has better rpm rpm response it just feels lighter. It doesn't have the pitching like my 450 does. And, man, it must have way less pitching than a Yamaha because the Yamaha has a lot of engine braking. Yes. There's not a lot of engine braking in this 350. No. Now, I can tell you that with Chad's engine or with the stock engine, there's not a lot there in the stock engine, but Chad's engine feels super free and the ignition. There's a lot to be said, and Chad's told me this. Look, he did a lot of work to this head on the 350, but – a lot of it can be solved or helped with an ignition. He's worked a long time on this Vortex ignition. I've worked with him several days on ignition settings, and it's it's a very crucial part of a KTM or Husqvarna. To me, those two bikes benefit the most from an ignition, and Chad has a lot of good maps. So going to that, with that being said, for me, if you like the power of a 450 but you want a freer feeling you want a lighter feeling i would go the 350 route if you're a vet guy not racing a lot hey i just want to have fun 350 is great yes the question is and people can read through bullshit you're a yamaha guy Mm -hmm. i bug you all the time maybe we should try another bike you you haven't you're on a yamaha yep would you purchase a 350 oh 100 percent so you would actually buy a 350. I told him when I came in, true story. Yeah. I came in and said, And I hey. wasn't even around. So I went around. Yeah, but yeah. I said, I came in, sat in the bike for a second, collected my thoughts of what I liked about the bike, and I told him, hey, you want to trace right across my Yamaha for this one? Wow. Jokingly, you know. Right, yeah. But I would have I, mean, I would have done it because the bike, I love my Yamaha. Don't get me wrong. I love that bike. It's fun. But this bike, because it's smaller, it just feels lighter yeah. for me. And what I do, we race a couple races a year. And what are you, you 180? Yeah. Um, the bike was fun. I just had a, it's just a fun bike to ride. Yeah. My bike, I love it, but I have to really focus on riding that bike around the track. Right. Where the KTM, this 350, um, I can let go a little bit and just kind of uh, step it up a little bit and not worry about. I think you can be more aggressive with it. You can push yeah. it farther because it's, it's not as big Mm-mm. and it has a little bit more of excitement. So you can get more aggressive with it. That's yeah. the nature of a KTM. People always say, you know, we're talking about I might race a couple nationals. What are you going to ride? To me, I almost lean towards a KTM because I can be more aggressive when I want to be, yet I can still ride smooth on Mm -hmm. how I normally ride, right? But, man, the KTM chassis and how 
the KTM builds its RPMs. And this is all for the whole KTM line, 250, 350, and 450. It's a super long, linear power, easy to ride. Some guys complain on a 450, man, it's kind of lethargic down low. And it, and it is, but it's so fucking connected and easy to ride, it's deceiving. Same thing with this 350. I don't know about you, but I just like rolled it on. It's super quiet. It's not loud. Yeah. I didn't have to rev it. And I'm like, fuck, no problem. There was a yeah. corner, and I'm going to paint you guys a picture listening to this. There was an outside berm, the very far lane, okay? Okay. The outside berm, or you can go inside, what I told you to go inside yeah. for your moto. Okay. I yes. can go inside, third gear, fan the clutch twice, rip, double out, no problem. 450? Same. It's not much different. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't much difference. Yeah. Um, maybe recovery on the 450 is slightly better, but for me, the 350, it's it back right up in the meat quick. Yeah, it was. So I like a 350. Now, I'll play devil's advocate for you. Would I buy a 350 for me? No. Why? Because I'm super competitive. If I want to go race, I want to know. Maybe it's placebo. I want to know I have all the CCs there yes. that I can handle, and I have it available to me. Right. Does that mean my lap times are faster? Probably not, but it's just something that I would want to know. If I could get past that, I could maybe locally be better on a 350 because it's easier to ride. When the track goes to shit, it's easier to handle. So for me... I have a tendency to lean that way maybe for me next year. I want to have a 350 in my stable. It's tough to get a 350 for me, Dave, because KTM doesn't have a lot of them or Husqvarna, and it's hard to get a long-term loan, which right. we do in the media world, to have that, to be able to test it for a long time. So I'm going to work hard at that for, in 21 to try to get a 350, do some minor things to it, suspension, maybe an ECU, and ride it and race it and see really – how I do. Get a true test for it. I go two classes and ride one class 350, one 450. That's what I really would like to do. Just really, truly test mm -hmm. and see what, what I can do on it. Right. Um, now, for you guys asking me, reliability on the 350 versus 450, you're going to rev it. You know, oh, I'm revving it more. So that means I'm going through parts more. Look, I've had a 350 mm, three months in my stable before. It's 30-some hours on it, and I had no problem. Same with me. Uh, the 450. That's 450 I have right now, almost 50 hours on it. Got no problems. They are. They do vibrate a little bit more uh, on the 450. The 350 doesn't vibrate as much, but I'm telling you guys, the KTM has come a long way as far as durability, reliability. You change your oil. You change your filter. Uh, you change your oil filter. It'll last you a long time. Like, you ride with me a lot. I haven't done shit to that bike besides tires, filter, oil. That's it. And <laughs> yeah. I put that ECU on, and I yeah. ride the shit out of it. Yeah, a couple so, times a week, every week. Right. Yeah. So uh, for me, the 350, the reliability side of things, it's not that much less. Unless you're like an up-and-coming amateur or you're, you're a pro and you rev the shit out of it, I just don't see it anything happening to this bike. I was a little surprised when I'm watching these other guys on the 250Fs, those right. other guys were there, just revving the crap out of these bikes. Right. And I'm like thinking, man, I have to ride this bike like that too. And I didn't have to. No. It was shocking. I didn't have to, ride, I didn't have to rev it at all. I could lug it just like my 450 and do the exact same thing. Right. So, um, 
So basically, if you guys are asking how much was this mod that Chad did, okay? So look, ECU seven hundred bucks. Yeah, I'm gonna work on Chad about getting a little discount for people. Definitely. So, yeah. If you guys are interested, really interested in ECU, hit me up. Maybe we can get a product code from Chad to get you a break on an ECU. At least maybe a break on a map or something. Get you a free map because that costs money. These guys that do these ECUs, they put a lot of time in it. So they're going to charge you 200 bucks to put one of their maps in it, right? Right. Um, porting, 750 bucks. The valve seats, 750 bucks. That helps. The valve seats do help reliability. So that is something that Chad does, which, you know, will help that guy that's racing in GNCC, these long races. So uh, Recluse Clutch, would I have done that? No. Uh, this KTM Clutch, dude, it is freaking badass. Yeah, the I go through Yamaha Clutch in 12 hours. KTM Clutch, I checked it at 20-something, and it was still good. People are like, oh, what's wrong with it? What's wrong with it? Well, I'm just used to changing clutches out, and I changed it, and it still looked good. Right. So... So that that recluse clutch was eight hundred and fifty bucks. Um, the slave cylinder, I kind of like that. So, you guys wondering out there what the slave cylinder does? The recluse has its own slave cylinder. It with the Brembo system, at least with the KTM, the Brembo hydraulic clutch system. It's a little bit of a narrow window on the clutch engagement. Going to this recluse slave cylinder will widen that a little bit and give you a little bit more linear linear feeling and a little bit more traction. So. It almost calms down the hit a little bit when you fan in the clutch. Mm, okay. So, speaking of clutches, what do you feel about a hydraulic clutch? Since well, <clears throat> it's funny you say that because I, when I first got on, it was kind of weird feeling versus my cable clutch on my bike. Right. But it was really, I mean, like I said, two, three laps in, I felt right at home. Didn't feel weird. Uh, I didn't come close to stalling it. If I needed, if I was in third gear lugging it, needed to clutch it, it was right there. Right. I didn't have any issues with it at all. Uh, first lap, did you jump everything on it, or did you wait second lap? Jumped everything first lap. Oh, you did. The only thing I didn't do was I I jumped through the whoops, you know, a little right. bit. Yep. Uh, just because I the rear brake, and then uh, other than that, jumped everything first lap. Right. Um. Okay. So engine coatings. He doesn't have a price here because he does some little small things. You guys can call Chad for that. Obviously, we use a Kropovich pipe. Chad really likes that. I do as well. And I'll tell you guys straight up. Um, a guy asked me today. Hey. What do you like better, your FMF or your Akrapovich pipe on your KTM 450? Uh, I love an Akrapovich on a Honda. To me, it really helps the Honda, calms it down, helps the chassis. It's an amazing system. They're beautiful looking. They're made insanely well. Mm -hmm. But for me, on the 450, we talked about how that slow building RPM, I want a little bit more RPM response. So the FMF gave me more of that. Versus the Kropovich. The Kropovich on system on the 450 is really quiet, kind of choked up. It didn't get me what I wanted, right? It just felt lethargic, even worse, down low. So I prefer an FMF on the 450. But if you guys are building an engine and you have some work done to your engine, the Kropovich ends up getting better because it actually makes it a little bit smoother ride you have a built engine so you got some more power so if you have a quiet muffler that's a little bit choked up that actually can help you build rpms a little bit more calculated so the kropovich system worked well on this do i know what it's like on a stock 350 no i don't i would just recommend an fmf because i know fmf 
works hand in hand with the R&D department at KTM. They developed that system in Austria with the KTM guys. So I know it's really good. That's what I ran on my KTMs and they're they're good <laughs> they're good mufflers. Uh, so what you're looking at is about 3500 bucks minus the minus the pipe. Granted, you could cut some of that off with the head work, right? You want to put an ECU? Look it. I'm not going to knock the head work because this is what I tried and it's insane. But for me, would I want to spend an extra $3,500? I don't think you are. No. As much as you ride, Mm-mm. you ain't racing. Mm-mm. So if I was the average dude, a vet guy, get an ECU mapped. Chad does a great job. Yep. Get an FMF system. Dude, your 350 is going to rip. Yeah. It's going to be Fun as shit. And Chad's the type of guy that is very meticulous about his stuff. Yeah, you don't, you don't, you've never really talked I, to him. Too. I've talked to him just by you and him doing testing. Yeah. But today, he, you know, I have the Vortex on my Yamaha, and we right. did some changes to that, and he was, we did some changes, and my bike came alive with the ECU alone. But Yeah, so Dave nice has my ECU, if you guys read that test on keyforingtesting.com, I let him use it just so he can see what it feels like. Mm-hmm. And... You did a back-to-back today. I and, did. And you actually like it just because of the connectivity. And yes. It has, like you said, the right words where it has more meat throughout the whole power band. Right. And uh, I like that feeling. And Chad can make it any way I want it, but he maps it for what kind of gas you run, where right. you ride. And uh, that's... And also you have 10 fuel trims, right? Mm-hmm. So you can... I want to run T4 for racing. Yeah. Okay. I have that. Yep. Oh, I'm going during the week. I'm going to practice. I want to pump. Boom. You click the knob, you're back into what right. you want, right? Yeah. Easy. Yeah. So there's a lot to be said with the ECU and a muffler with a lot of things. I know some of you guys don't even know what an ECU feels like, but it actually helps the bike a lot. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Hang tight. There's some good commercials in here. Save yourself some money. There's discount codes. Trust me. We'll be back. Go through these. Save yourself some money. All-American Chevrolet in Colleen, Texas is a proud supporter of Keeper Inc. and invites everyone to experience the difference for all of your Chevy sales and service needs. Mention Keeper Inc. and get 50% off your next oil change and a front-end alignment at no charge. Remember, whether you're hauling your bikes to the weekend track, trail, or race, or commuting to the job that pays for your moto habit, we have the truck to get you there in style. Visit us online anytime at ChevyColleen.com. That's All-American Chevrolet of Colleen. Chevy, find new roads. FMF, fast mother bleep, nah, flying machine factory, that's what it stands for, go to fmfracing.com, you got a four stroke, two stroke, they've got what you need, trust me, older two stroke pipes and silencers, they have it, they still make them, you got a newer four stroke, you want some extra horsepower, they got that too, but most importantly, if you guys want to look cool at the track, maybe you want to make your chick look cool. You want to wear a cool hat, or you're a two-stroke guy, and you want a shirt that says mixing gas and hauling ass. Go to fmfracing.com. They got a whole merch section. Trust me, it's real. there's a lot of stuff over there. It looks pretty cool. So Kiefer Inc. 19 saved you some money on the merch. I suggest you go do it. I have a two-stroke shirt, and I don't even wear freaking two-stroke shirts. That's how cool this thing is. So. Go to fmfracing.com, save yourself some money, and of course, you have any problems, you have any concerns, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, and hopefully I can guide you in the right direction on FMF products. I know a lot about them, so trust me, they're good, 
quality built. There's even a guy back in the diner room you probably never heard of. His name is George. He is a wizard. He is the one just grinding away, doing all of the dino testing, handing the, the stuff off to me at times to test. He's a smart dude. FMFRacing.com. Go visit the site. It's a cool site. Go get some merch. Save yourself some money with Kiefer Inc. Thank you, guys. Just because you're older, guys, doesn't mean you should stop racing. Look, I'm 43 years old. I love racing. I love it. So there is a club, Old Timers MX. More importantly, Oregon Old Timers MX. There are some races happening that are fun. You get long motos, and you get to hang out with your buddies and go home happy. Your wife will be happy because you'll be happy. So do it. Arizona Canyon MX Park, February 29th through March 1st. And then we got another one coming up, SoCal Glen Helen. Oh, man, you know I'll be there. April 18th to the 19th. The whole schedule is up on OregonOldTimers.com. They go to Nevada. They go to Montana. They go to Washington. Even British Columbia. Even Hangtown. Go check them out, OregonOldTimers.com. And if you guys end up going to these races, the first five guys that sign up and list Kiefering Testing as a sponsor, show me the proof on my email. I will reimburse your entry fee. The first five guys. That's right. That's how committed I am for you guys out there to go race. Don't be this old dude that sits at home and doesn't want to go ride, doesn't go race. Go do it. OregonOldTimers.com. Canyon's coming up. Arizona and Glen Helen. I will see you guys at Glen Helen. First five guys, show me proof. Chris at KeeferIncTesting.com. I'll reimburse your entry forms. Crazy! Have you guys checked out BloodLubricants.com? If you haven't, BLUDLubricants.com. Go check them out. Three new series of oils, Blood Power Sport Series, the Blood Racing Pro Series, and the Blood Racing Pro Elite Series. I have Michael Allen here with me. We've been doing two different types of oils in our test bike. Mike has been doing the Blood Power Sport Series. Everything going good there? Everything's going good. I use it in all our test bikes, the ones that I prep and maintain, and uh, it runs a little cooler than production oils, and uh, I know you've done some testing with that. Yeah, so basically before Jeff and the guys came on board, I had to check legitimacy of this stuff. Because um, I didn't want no crap involved in keyframe testing. Um, honestly, tried it. Was very surprised about the oil. Did some temperature readings. It was a little over 30 degrees cooler in my YZ450F compared to some other oils I've been running. So the stuff is good. They sponsor over 250 racers from Enduro, Enduro Cross, Hair Scrambles, UTVs, Supercross now. They got some Supercross guys. So go check them out. Bloodlubricants.com. Use the discount code KEFER. And get some percentage off your oils. They'll ship them to you. Probably get a hat or two. You know, Jeff's a good dude. Go check him out. Bloodlubricants.com. Screenprintingdone.com. You guys looking to make up some shirts, hoodies, or hats with a logo on it? Or maybe you want a logo made up for your business and you want to transfer that over to some t-shirts? Go to screenprintingdone.com. Neil over there is a writer. He owns the company. He is a rad human being. And he is here to hook you guys up. Order 12 shirts and get 10 for free. They have all different kinds of shirts, hoodies, hats, different fabrics, all different kinds of stuff. Go hit them up, screenprintingdone.com. Tell them Kiefer sent you and get 10 free shirts. Be sure to say Kiefer. That's right, Kiefer and screenprintingdone.com. Go check them out. Thanks, Neil. 
Firepowerparts.com. Excellent batteries, longer life. They're great batteries. I have them in all my test bikes. And, hey, they make chains, very good chains. My chain on my YZ450F is about 12 hours deep, still good. And, of course, they have oil, too. Firepowerparts.com. They keep adding new products to their line. So go check out the website. It's very cool, firepowerparts.com. Hey, you guys looking to get a KTM? You want to get the best price on one? Carson City Motorsports is Northern Nevada's largest KTM and Husqvarna dealership. That's right, Husqvarna's as well. They have the largest KTM and Husqvarna inventory around with their new 10,000-square-foot vehicle showroom, making it easy to find whatever you are looking for. Head over to Carson City Motorsports. It's the only Northern Nevada Arctic Cat dealership as well. And, of course, mention my name and get a special deal on either a KTM, Arctic Cat, or a Husqvarna. Hit me up over at Chris at KieferInkTesting.com, and I'll get you in touch with the guys over at Carson City Motorsports and get you down the road with a new motorcycle. Hey, did you crash? Or maybe you're just looking for a different handlebar bend. Go to ProTaper.com and go look at the Evo and Fusion line handlebars. I run the Fusion on the KTM 450, and I run the Evo on the YZ450F. Doesn't matter what you are. You like crossbars. You don't want a crossbar. Pro Taper has it. They got grips. Dude, they got some nice, soft grips. I'm a half waffle soft guy. Greatest grips ever. Go check them out. The race cut grips. Come on. I am an SX Race Evo and Fusion guy. So go check them out. ProTaper.com. And if you guys are wondering about handlebar dimensions, go to KieferInkTesting.com. There's a complete article on which handlebar dimension is best for your bike. Go search around. It's a fun article. Keyfring testing, it's a great place to do it. You know what else is? ProTaper. ProTaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or... Maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years. Dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding, 720-212-4685. You guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720-212-4685. 4685 Plum Creek Funding. Zach Morris, hit him up. We are back. Thank you guys for getting through these and thank you for supporting our advertisers. We appreciate it. And we're back. That's really basically, I didn't didn't want this podcast to be too long. I just kind of wanted to explain to the people out there how good a 350 can be because I wasn't even going to do this until I rode this bike last week. Then I was like, holy shit, this thing is fun. Yeah. And people are like, hey, man, this is my favorite bike to ride. Or I don't know what I want to get, man. Like, which bike should I get? I only ride so much. The downside to a KTM, and this has nothing to do with Chad or anything. This is just talking about 350s in general. Air Fork. We rode today with cone valve, fork, right, and a track shock. WP Pro components. Okay. Good stuff. Uh, Power Band Racing did that guy's suspension. Uh it was soft, but it, I can understand what, what it was doing and why he wanted it. 
to me, a 350 would be ultimate with the spring fork. Like if it came with the spring fork, I would probably recommend that bike more to people. But it's hard for me to justify saying, yeah, the engine's great, the handling's great, it turns great, but you're going to have to be up on the fucking shit with your fork because you got to check air, you got to adjust it. You've never experienced air forks. Never, never. So chances are you may not like its comfortability, you coming off a of Yamaha. Right. So all the good things to think about before I buy one, something like that. Right. So if you guys do think <clears throat> about getting a 350, just know that there is some work. You're going to have to do some work on that that fork. Now, the new fork that WP has is much better, the settings that they have. And 21 it will be better in the 350 because that factory edition that I'm riding right now, the stock fork is pretty good uh, in stock trim. But for me, I still prefer a spring, spring fork feel because I'm old school and I just like that traction. But they have done a lot of work and it's better. But you have to keep up on it during the day. You just can't let your bike sit in the sun. You ride it. Air pressure goes up. Your, your front end's going to feel different. It's going to feel more rigid. So if you don't mind paying attention to your bike a little bit more, that is fine. It'll work out great. GNCC type of riding? Mm, don't know if you want that. Mm. Don't know. It's a long, long time on a GNC. Three hours. Every... I did this equation one time when i was testing so every 30 to 40 minutes your air pressure will go up 1 to 1.5 psi wow so 2 psi is a spring rate so <laughs> do the math crazy. if you're riding a gncc yeah you're gonna fork's gonna be a little bit harsh later on down the line so that's my spiel about a 350 i think it fits a lot of people if you're not riding a lot and you're a heavier dude, 350 is great. You're a vet guy, you want to have fun, but yet want to go racing because vet class don't have like a CC displacement, 350 is great. You won't get as tired. Yep. Don't mind the paper. That's what I call it. Don't mind the paper because on paper it says one pound lighter. I don't give a shit what dinos say. I don't give a shit what papers say. It's what you feel on the track. People always say, you got the dino numbers? I got them. I got them right here. You want to know how that son of a bitch puts out? 60 horsepower, dude. Yeah. That's more than my 450. That's yeah. what Chad was saying. The thing puts out 60 fucking yes. horsepower. Yeah. It has about eight more foot pounds of torque. So it's still not as good as a 450, but you can't judge everything off a dyno graph or what the weight says. Honda 450 on paper is a fucking toad, but it feels pretty light. Yeah. So. And then sometimes I've ridden a KTM two years ago, light on paper, felt heavy because it's so smooth down low. Now they fixed the ECU problems and it feels like it's light again. So you guys out there don't always go on what graphs say. Graphs are cool to look at. They're fun. I enjoy it too. It's fun to look at. But don't take that for the gospel. Either A, you take yourself riding and feel it that's the gospel or listen to me i'm not going to steer you in the wrong direction i'm going to tell you if it's shit or if it's not so for Man, me you know me we ask all the time like the good thing about you is you tell me like it is I, i'm the same way like i'm not giving an honest opinion right and i told you on the way down don't tell me what they did do it yeah. i don't know what they did do it right i want to ride it 
You didn't tell me you wrote it. You didn't say anything about it. And honestly, you're hard to please. Like I, I yeah. like some shit, and I want you to write. It, and you write, you're like, yeah, that's okay. I'm like, well, fuck. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm all excited. You're like Steve. I'm all excited about him riding a track. And you're like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's all right. I'm like, yeah, dude, you're not having fun. I mean, it's okay. Yeah, it's. I'm like, come uh, on, dude. It's hard the, to impress. You, it is, but in this 350, the way that the power band was was, it was so fun to ride. But even Chad goes, he, he didn't tell me until after I done riding. He goes, makes puts more horsepower than your bike. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, He's done wow. a lot of work. I will attack, if you guys are listening to this, I will. Uh, you go on my Instagram, Kiefer Ink Testing. I'll put the graph on there. You guys can see the graph from the stock to Chad's, and you can see how much more he got. Obviously, these tuners don't want their numbers out there. I might have just leaked out a little bit. Sorry, Chad. But sorry, uh, he doesn't want – a lot of these guys are really protective about how much they're doing. Makes sense, you know, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Chad's pretty – Pretty pretty good is about being open, and so is Jamie. Jamie's pretty good about mm-hmm. that, and that's one of the reasons why I like this guy. And for you guys listening back east or wherever you're at, if you guys have your engine builder, chances are you know he's pretty either a tight lipped or he thinks his stuff is the best, which I get. But the Chad is more open minded. Like he's yeah. like, hey, I'm doing the best I can do. Do right. you like it? Right. Not to say this guy over here is a is a dick and he can't build shit he might build stuff good too i'm just giving you experiences of what i have reliability it works chad as well as jamie do good work so yeah the past few bikes that xpr has done for me i've been really impressed with and i liked his stuff so much i put his ignition in my ktm 450 because i like the way it delivers the power right so i just talked to chad today and chad's gonna do a top end of my bike because oh, yeah. Chad's a very meticulous, and I'm picky. I'm picking my bike. You know how I am about my bike. Yeah, you had some people, sketchy people, do your top end last time. Yeah, and I did. I looked at the motor and I got it back, and you can tell when somebody works on your bike. He and I, he didn't look like somebody worked on it, and I'm like, you know, Chad's the kind of guy that will take it for a week or whatever it takes, but I know it'd be done right because he's he's not going to miss. Look a at bolt. his box fan. His box fan is. Oh, did, you see his tr- did you see his van? Yes, clean, right? It's super clean, but the guy is just—he's one of the nicest guys you ever meet, but also. He's going to do it right the first time. And that's, for me as a consumer, I get a new bike usually every two years. It's got to last me. I need it done right. I don't want to blow up a four-stroke motor. I don't have the money to fix it. Right. So I got to do it right the first time. It's funny you say that because when I first started seeing Chad and working with him, uh, this, this is not a Chad podcast. And Chad doesn't pay me fuck all. Like, no. He doesn't pay me all. shit. No. Like, uh, I, I went to the shop. And I'm, I was blown away. It's probably super clean. Dude, it's clean. Yeah. Exactly. Like it's clean. I've never seen it, but I'm guessing it is because like just I'm like I've been to shops before, and you know how there's shit all over benches. Yes. Yep, dude, this was like the Taj Mahal of shops. Yeah. Like everything's in an area. It's clean, organized. It smells like it's been cleaned. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like it smells like cotton candy and pink lemonade. Like, I'm waiting for the fucking <laughs> shop. Like, mm, 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 mm. The club to open up. <laughs> hey, what's up, girl? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna fucking start a club at XPR. It's so clean. Like oh, I was like, no. dang. So, uh, yeah, he does good work. I'm, I didn't even know you talked to him about. That. That's good. I was thinking about that. Like, well, we talked about a few months ago, but now I have like sixty something hours on it. And I say, hey, I'll get the parts. And I talked to him. Hey, you tell me when to bring it down. You're mm-hmm. busy. How much you charge me? And he's like, yeah, bring it down. I'll, I'm gonna clean it for him. Bring it down to him. Drop it off. He said a week or two. I said, no problem. But um, he's the kind of guy that I, like I said, I've known him since I've known you know the last. A few couple, months. A couple times, right. Yeah, yeah, you working with him and how he is with Chris and talking about how he wants to do, change this or change that. 
and he's getting to know you better. He knows when you're happy. Yeah, he he's busting my balls a little bit now. Yeah, I like that, which is yeah. kind of cool because yeah. it's more of a friendship as well as him. Well, he knows you that he, you know, he tested me today. Yeah, little dick. <laughs> he tested me. He tested me. <laughs> he, I said, why does this map feel different? It feels different, and he, he said, oh, I didn't change it. Bullshit. Yeah, that's right. He changed it, and then yeah. later on, he came out. And he told me he changed it. I'm like, see, yeah, I felt something different. Like yeah. he's jacking with me. I like that because I like. I don't want to know what's going on, right? right? I just want to feel it. Mm-hmm. Um. Now that's all sunshine and rainbows. What don't you like about that bike? If it was me, <clears throat> the bars were back a little farther. Let's talk about the engine, though. Engine, um, like what? Here, I'll give you mine, and then maybe you can think about yours. Okay. So for me, I'm picturing a deep till track, uh, fresh in the morning, ripped deep, non-California style, right? I would like to have more torque and pulling power to get me on like top of that more. Mm-hmm. I think I would want to have a little bit more in the sand if I was riding sand tracks. Uh, but then again, later in the day, as the day progresses, maybe that deep track or the sand gets rougher, and I'd appreciate the 350 more. So it's not like I'm just all 350 guy now. I love my 450 because I can be a little bit lazier, but... If I wanted a little, I would like a little bit more torque pulling power if I was really riding soft, deep conditions. Okay. That's what I would be. Yeah. Go ahead. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, because we ride some of those tracks are till up in the morning. Yep. And my 450 just pulls right through it because it's a 450. Right. We didn't get a chance. The track wasn't like that this morning, so I don't know what that would feel like on this bike. Yeah. But I know Chad told me that he could make it however we wanted. Right. He could make it here, more there, whatever, but... um. I would like to see how it would work. I would also like to ride this bike at Glen Helen where We're it's pulling up the hills, pulling right? up hills, how right. that works. My 450 pulls the whole way. It's see how this bike would work. And I don't, I can't answer that question because we didn't ride today at Glen right. Helen. But. Well, for me, I did ride what sparked this when I rode that first 350 that just, you know, was stock with an ignition and a pipe. I rode it at Glen Helen. That's what made this whole podcast come alive because right. I was like, fuck, this thing is fun. And it, it booked up the hills. Not as fast as my 450, okay. but it, it just like you said, you know how f- far it pulls? Yes. It revs? Yeah. Dude, it revved for days up the yeah, hill. That's... Like if I came around that a corner down low inside going up a hill, I could leave it in second halfway up the hill and I'll have to ship to third. So you have to – it's a little blend of both. It has power like a 450 near up top, uh, and it revs like a 250. So you can adapt how you want to rev. Like, I didn't rev the bike until later in the day today. I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot I can rev this thing because yeah. it, it chugged and yeah, lugged so good. Mm-hmm. I forgot. I just revved it. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, there it is. Yeah. I can get on this You do that like the last motor. The time you, that's the only time I heard you rev that bike. Like yeah. That. Yeah. So that's what you got. <clears throat> you, if, you ride, if you like to rev your bike and you like 250s, you'll love a 350. Plain yeah. and simple. Mm-hmm. Vet guy. You're going to get tired soon? 350. My guy Greg was supposed to ride this thing. He's that he's my retired buddy. He always anti two fifties. I'm like, dude, you you like a two fifty F? I'm telling you, oh no, I'm too big. I don't want to yeah. you know. I wanted to open his eyes today to see it and yeah. I'm pissed off that he didn't do it. Yeah. But man, he really would have loved three fifty. Greg would have liked this bike. Yeah. Especially the way he you know, he rides, he just goes to chill out, likes to have a good time. Right. This bike is made for him. 
All right, guys. So that's the XPR 350 kind of wrap up and the 350 in general. If you guys have questions, Chris at KieferInkTesting.com. I am happy to answer them for you. This is why we have this media outlet. You can ask questions. I'll try to guide you as best as I can. There's no bullshit. I'm not selling anything here. Yes, I would love for you to shop at Rocky Mountain. And yes, I would love you to be in fly racing. And yes, I would love to have you in race tech. But I'm, it's out there in the open. I'm not hiding it. Okay? And, I, and I'm not hating on other, other companies. I have uh, REP suspension on my KTM. I've had race tech. I've had Enzo. I like, I like all that shit. Race tech does a good job. Why don't you in race tech? Honestly? Yeah. Because when I first got my bike. Don't get quiet. I'm not. You said, take it Enzo. I did. They have my settings. I said, okay. It's so I took to it to Enzo. Ross with KYB so stuff. I took it to Enzo, and now they do my stuff. He knows me. He calls me how I set it up. It's yep. just easier. Yep. Would I try Racetech? 100%. Yes, Racetech. I would. Racetech.com. I would try it. It's just easier. I go so to, can we do this for your next bike? Can we get it to Racetech? Let's try it. Let's, I would love to just to see the difference. Yes. Okay. Fly I've always racing. noticed that to, like, each suspension company has different feeling. Race, Racetech's always a really plusher feeling like light bump. I got so much traction. Enzo's a little firmer side. Ross always has me on the firmer side. Hmm. So Maybe that'd be good for me then. Yeah, I think I think you'd like Racetech setting. It's I rode a Racetech YZ450 not too long ago, and it was like I was like, wow. Well, it's basically your fault because you told me to go to Enzo first. So well, we can do I'm this. We can just, just let's instead do of driving down, we can just go to Corona, and I can drop him off at Racetech. That's fine with me. You want to do that? As as far as race, wearing fly gear, FXR sponsors me and helps me oh, out. Oh, here we go. I know Bradshaw wears fly. Yes, That's what I'm saying. This guy, if Bradshaw <laughs> whipped out his dick, <laughs> seriously, this is no bullshit. <laughs> here we go. Hey, what's up, Damon? <laughs> dick on the table. Goggle, goggle, goggle. <laughs> this guy would suck it. You know, do you, you've you been a Damon guy, and now he's in fly, and you're not even wearing fly. I know. You're on a Yamaha. That's true, but Flat FXR, family. yeah, I get it. And he's a good shit. Nothing wrong with FXR. FXR, it's so comfortable. It is good. I love wearing it. Do you know and I wore that shit before it was cool? I know. See it on the wall right now. See that shit? Yep. That's yeah. back in back in the day. Yeah. Canadian Canadian company, mm-hmm. Milt. That's the owner. Did you know that? I did not. Do you know they're like the badasses in snowmobile? I know that, yes. Okay. That's where they made their start was snowmobile racing. All right. All right, guys. That's pretty much it for this podcast ktm 350 xpr sxf thank you very much for listening to this podcast i appreciate it like i said always you can ask questions you can hit me up and of course david lewis thank you yeah thank you for letting us rip your bike today and his brother who's from alabama two of the nicest guys you ever meet yeah we're super nice ride guys. the 24 hours what's it called some race in Alabama. And then go ride. What's that track? Prairie ride? Gold or some shit. Yeah. But there's a track we want to ride too out there. Monster Mountain. Monster Mountain. Dude. They told us, come out, have a place for us to stay, take a take the best us. track. For you guys listening, yes. you guys haven't been to Monster Mountain, go. It's my favorite track. Yeah. I, I want to go check the it out. The dirt is insane. Yeah. You guys are very lucky back east to have great tracks, great dirt, and great people. So, David, thank you. Good luck on GNCC racing. You're going to love your 350. Chad did an excellent job. Uh, if you don't win. It's rider, not bike. Yeah, I'm saying it's not the bike. <laughs> That's for Step true. your game up. <laughs> yeah, Step exactly. it up. Uh, thank you guys for supporting the advertisers on this show. Like I said, I'm not trying to sell shit to you guys, but I appreciate you guys supporting these advertisers. If they weren't worth a shit, 
They wouldn't be on this show. Mm -mm. You know that? I do know that. Everybody on here is something I would purchase myself. Everybody. Pro taper. Get yourself a pro. You got pro tapers on your bike? I do. Okay. Uh, do. Race tech? No. Fly? No. No. Have you shopped at Rocky Mountain yet? <clears throat> no. I, I have I not. I tell you to buy your fucking tires from Rocky Mountain and you haven't done that I yet. haven't. That in, I just I, bought it. I made a purchase from Rocky Mountain. You know what I do? I have to buy air brake lenses, Dave. You do for Oakley? Yep. <laughs> it's so hard for me to fucking get an Oakley. I, I, sometimes Oakley does send me stuff, but it's rough at times. So I spend a couple hundred dollars on lenses. And if you guys are an air brake guy, you guys know why. And they're expensive, but it, it's good. My captain at work who mm -hmm. rides motorcycles very rarely mm -hmm. shops at Rocky Mountain. Okay. You guys, oh, you know what else you've, you've experienced in my advertising world? Hmm. ScreenPrintingDone.com. Dude, that guy is... That guy is badass. He is one of the nicest Neil guys. Neil is good shit. He is. He does good work. Time... He I do. He hooks you up for free on your... Tell him. Tell him. I have a... Every year, the, the, the Foma and the Chemo Society put on a stair climb in Seattle, Washington to help raise money for cancer. Right. Stephanie, my fiance, has had cancer. We're trying to deal with it. And I've done this stair climb with my fire department last year. This year, we're going to go, but the whole COVID thing canceled it. But last year... And this year, he got us T-shirts. He did, gave us the first batch of 100 for free. Right. He gave it for free. Did the screen printing, everything for free. After that, the other batch was like 100 bucks. It's insane. With, I mean, the, and they're high-quality shirts. You're that wearing are, a key ring testing shirt right now. Yeah. That's great. I, have, I wear this all the time. Right. I, I wash it. It doesn't fade. And the the, uh, the emblems stay on there, and, and they look really good. It's He's a nice guy. ScreenPrintingDung.com. Go over there. See him. Mention Kiefer. Get 10 free shirts. He'll hook you up. He does. And you guys no looking joke. to refi your house? We have it all here. <laughs> refi your house. Zach Morris. Not Saved by the Bell, Zach say. Morris. But <laughs> Plum Free. <laughs> Plum Free. Plum Creek Funding. He's a Colorado guy. He is on here. You looking to refi... He's your guy. Yeah. So right now. Didn't know that. Could be a good time to do that, Dave. I know. Well, we were looking. All I right. That. So support the guys here on this podcast. They're a bunch of good dudes, and uh, they all ride dirt bikes. That's what I like. Everyone on here rides a dirt bike. So, all right. Thank you guys for joining me. I will be back next week. We're going to do some a little bit of off-road stuff next week. We're going to be back in the off-road world. Uh, you guys can rejoice. And guess what? If you guys are wondering, we're going to do some 21 stuff. That probably will not be until the end of June or early July. Guess what? I'm leaving in a couple weeks to go to Colorado, so we might not have a podcast for about two weeks. I'm going to take two weeks off of this thing. I'm going to go ride, test, and do some time in Colorado. So if you guys are in uh, somewhere near Denver, tracks around there, I'll be out there. Hopefully, I'll see you guys. We can rip. We can talk about dirt bikes. You have any questions? I'll have shirts. I'll have stickers. We'll have it all. You ain't going. You're going to miss out. I know. I love to you. Uh, What's your suspension going to be? Uh-huh. We don't want to talk about that. <laughs> not going to be done yet. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. I'm Chris Kiefer. Thank you for joining me. David, thank you for helping yep, me. Thank I you for having me on here. In a pinch. Yep. And uh, I'll see you guys at the track. Be good to each other. <laughs>